Hi, and welcome to the August Forum. I'm your host, Andrew, and I'll be sharing the stories of fashion industry professionals, creatives, and entrepreneurs about their journeys and experiences as they advance within this ever-growing industry. The August Forum, as an extension of the shop itself, allows you to have the ability to listen to those in the space. So whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, trying to break into the fashion industry, or just curious about the ins and outs, we hope these stories will help you to achieve your goals. In this episode, I have the privilege of having this conversation with Alexander Blaine, owner and founder of Bueno, it means good, a Latin culture-focused streetwear brand based in LA. From Alexander's time moving across the country to the genesis of Bueno as a brand, we learn more about him and his own personal journey. During my conversation with Alexander, we not only touched on his brand and his art, but his journey in the way he approaches life and his perspective of appreciating what's around you. We gain his insight into the fashion space with his perspective of owning a small brand and how to be unique in a saturated environment and industry. From his unbelievable anecdotes to his takes and perspectives, this conversation was genuinely enthralling, and I believe you will find it equally engaging. This is the August Forum. All right, for today's episode of the August Forum Podcast, I am joined by Alexander Blaine. Alexander, how are you, my friend? I'm good. I woke up this morning, so I'm blessed. (laughs) I love it. When you texted me today, like, yeah, I'm feeling blessed. I was like, man, that's positivity right away. Gotta have it. Yeah? (laughs) When you got nothing, they say, I think they say with people, like when they're going through a tough time, Mm -hmm. the last that they lose is hope. You you don't ever want to lose that. And sometimes when you're feeling like you are, like you feel like you're in a tough time, I just think grounding yourself in like gratitude and and feeling Mm -hmm. like blessings of the universe or whatever it is that you believe in, just being like, hey, I got the opportunity to wake up this morning. And that is my blessing right there to change whatever I need to change. You ever think about like writing like a poetry book, a motivational (laughs) book? I'm always fooled. My friends always make fun of me because they're like, bro, you always have one of these answers for, (laughs) you know, I think it's just, Wisdom this is how life. you are. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Learning from man. I mean, you gotta tell the people who you are and what you do, other than just being probably the most positive figure around. <laughs> well, the one with the most gratitude. How about that? There you go. I appreciate yeah, it. That one, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm Alexander Blaine. I am the owner, creative director of Bueno on Instagram. It's at it means good. We're a line focused global brand, just really leaning into telling stories through product, mm-hmm. highlighting community. That's pretty much long story short. There you go. I congratulated you just before this, but I want to say this now, like congrats on summer 23. I know mm-hmm. it took a bit. We're going to talk about that a little bit more, but how do you feel? It's done. It's dusted. It's finally there. People can go and buy it. How do you feel? Yeah. I mean, I, I always feel, I guess I'm, at the end of the day, if you're designing your collections yourself or like a group of people are working on it. Right. Still something that not necessarily that you hold dear to your heart, but you wonder how people are going to take it because everything moves right. so fast. So it's yeah. still your art at the end of the day, or you reference somebody's art or whatever the case may be. So right. I'm always a little like, I wonder how people are going to take to this since we're growing, mm-hmm. you know, and still trying new things like the formula isn't exact. Right. But I'm always grateful to put out stuff. But I just, I just see these designs for so long. Mm-hmm. Since we're designing, I'm, <laughs> I'm designing so far ahead. Right. Um, what are you design? What season are you designing right now? Are you on fall 24, spring? Wait, I'm no. about to start fall 24. Fall 24. So you finished spring 23, fall Holiday. 23, holiday, so, all this. Man, that must get so confusing. Year. But this is the first year I've ever done that. 
Oh, really? Just design ahead of time? Wow. Usually, I've just been very reactive, but now that we're doing like Paris Fashion Week stuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel that it was detrimental. It felt kind of productive to not be ahead right. because stores will come and be like, we love this, but we already spent money right. for this quarter, you mm-hmm. know, we're into the future. So I didn't want to be investing so much time and energy into something and not be as prepared as possible. Mm. You're growing as the brand grows a little bit more as you're kind of looking ahead. You're looking towards the future seasons. But how's the reception so far as summer 23? I think it's hard. I love all the teas. Thank you, bro. I mean, it's only been like three days and I'm trying like a new marketing rollout where I just drop instead of, oh, this is coming. This is coming because a lot of people shop or our customer thus far has shopped very how the sneaker customer shops like mm. if on it the day of if it doesn't sell right. out the day of then they're just like ah okay well right three days is like sales and then after that it kind of just dips off just dips off yeah and this is me being super transparent a lot of people won't come on to public <laughs> tell the truth oh but yeah that's just how you know as a small business you have to be flexible and stay fluid so mm-hmm. right what i did was i made the collection available first yeah i've been dropping lookbook photos every day wow just yeah. to make it yeah so if you waited if you're waiting mm-hmm. see one that you like it could have already been available and sold out but right. if you, you would have clicked the link you probably would have saw it already oh so that's it's, good. Like, it's like an early bird catches a worm sort of thing right right i like because yeah i think i've i mean at least my instagram feed recently past few days has definitely been more bueno than the past few months so it's working <laughs> Yeah, we're uh, trying to make it happen, bro. But yeah, summer's <laughs> sick. I know I was mentioning this to you before, the whole lookbook. We shot it, you know, mm-hmm. in Barcelona. Just felt like a really awesome place with great energy to push the brand through and work with people that I admire in the city. So tell that story and do something different in LA, especially in the graphic t-shirt space. Yeah. We all use the same models or we might use mm-hmm. the same purpose. And I think there's... There's, same locations like yeah, same, yeah, yeah. you know things. there's some redundancy there and then i and i don't mean it in the sense of shading other brands because i think right uh, there's amazing brands out there that are doing a lot of awesome things it's oh just yeah uh how a creative difference let's just call mm-hmm. it it's I just how would, would you want to present your work basically yeah i want to be able to show i also mentioned this before to you in the global reach yeah mm-hmm. you know of the company and how we can still like enjoy other cultures as well as our own, like together. So, right. I love that. Well, Alexander, at the end of the day, we're a fashion and culture podcast. So, the inevitable question is going to come what okay. is your uniform? So, basically, this all started maybe the first few episodes rather than asking like what you're wearing in this moment. If you were to have your own uniform, what would it look like? I mean, my, my first love is always sneakers. Oh, yeah. It's tough. This is like an impossible question (laughs) because it really depends on the situation. Like, are are you going to be wearing, do you day in, day out wear Bueno tea? What is that looking like? I try to wear my own stuff as much as possible. I know a lot of like brand owners don't. Mm. They try not to be a Do you find that weird? Yeah, I'm like, why would I make some shit I wouldn't wear myself? (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) I mean, I guess you could get tired of it after a while. I'm not saying I'm Mm going to wear every single day, but I try my best to incorporate one somewhere, whether it's just a shorts or socks somewhere, a fitted that has the brand on it. But honestly, I'm just a sneakers. Maybe right now it's like a sneaker, some sort of nylon track pant vibe, Mm. but not not cuffed. Not cuffed. Um, I don't like joggers at all. 
Never. So kind of like those track pants. Are they those baggier ones? Those like tearaway yeah. ones? Have you seen, have you seen those older ones? Yeah. There's like this one pair that I wear a lot that people like. It's from REI, actually. They're like a mm. company. Yeah, yeah. Like a rain pant that's supposed to go over the pants that you wear. Mm. Like if you're hiking and it starts raining, you're supposed to throw those on on top. Right. Almost like a pair yeah. of like snow pants, you know what I mean? Where you have definitely underneath it just to keep it covered and keep yourself a little bit warmer. Yeah. So it's like that, but just like a light weight nylon version some sort of classic nike sneaker mm-hmm. or maybe like a new balance yeah it's just hard for me to say but yeah t- if you want me to keep it short some sort of graphic t-shirt boy don't change some Ooh. nylon bottoms and some sort of classic retro sneaker mm. yeah i was gonna say are you are you in with the mesh sneaker trend that's going on right now Nike Vameros are crazy. New balances have been killing it the past few years. Yeah, I'm not like a big... I like them because yeah. I like sneakers. Mm, mm-hmm. I used to work at the Nike outlet years and years ago. I worked for Nike in retail for like seven years. So for me, that type of shoe was always very much, you're either going to run in it yeah. or I'm going to work. Mm-hmm. So in my brain, <laughs> I feel like I'm fly. Right. I feel like I'm gonna go clock in. There's nothing wrong with clocking in. No, Romero series, specifically the Bowerman series in Nike. Oh, yeah, if yeah. They go back into that space. There's so many runners that kind of mm-hmm. live in that space that we're in right now. But right. I mean, like the way they look aesthetically. But to answer your question, I have like two pair of New Balances, three mm. pairs that I wear. Nothing crazy, but nothing crazy. Even one of them yeah. is like super old. It was like a a West NYC boutique that was mm. an. Uh, they did a collab right I think on 580 and yeah i have those from like years ago but other than that you keep yeah. it pretty chill nothing yeah. crazy day in and day out yeah clarks pretty often the classic the classic pair white forces nike basketball stuff phones pennies right do you uh, see that they did those new kobe 8 protos i did see that but i'm not a big I'm not gonna lie, like, I'm not a big Kobe speaker. <laughs> no and, way. Yeah, you... yeah, I have some, I have some, but right. not a bunch. I feel like you can't be saying that living out in LA now. <laughs> I mean, it's not a diss at Kobe. May he rest in peace. I, I love yeah. basketball. I had a Kobe jersey as a kid, number eight, growing up. I Ooh. still have it in my mom's house in the attic. Mm. But I just love basketball footwear. So that's always that's my comfort space. Like you're saying right now, gun to your head, what do you choose? I couldn't even do you know, that. Yeah. So, yeah. It's so hard. You know, I'm like some sort of retro like sneaker or a classic mm-hmm. sneaker, like a white Air Force, even sometimes like a Chuck I'll throw. It really, again, it's so hard to say. You keep it. I mean, it's really diverse because you've moved around a lot. Something I got to find out okay. is like you're born in New York. You grew up in Florida. Now you're based in L.A. So it's, it seems like even for your sneakers and your footwear, it's you kind of like are gaining inspiration for the different places you've lived at. Yeah. It really yeah. depends on, on the situation. Right. You don't know what's gonna, what the day's going to throw at you. But also, I would love to know, and I ask this all the time, is the music that you've been listening to recently. Man, music I've been listening to recently? Can I go to the... Can I oh, use my yeah. lifeline? Yeah, absolutely, bro. <laughs> this is the last lifeline you can use, though. <laughs> let me see. Because honestly, I've been more so... Are you like on a hiatus? Podcast vibe. Oh, really? But not, but sports... Heavy. Like right for me when I'm going sports podcast I go to the old man of the three with JJ Reddick. That's a good one too. Honestly, That's a good one. I'm an athlete, I feel like the athlete wave of podcast is tight. Yeah, I like it a lot. It's the cool. Joint, I like. 
I like the podcast from Paul George. I like JJ. Yep. I, I really, I just let YouTube take the wheel. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever you recommend. Right. I put on autoplay and if you put on a video, I'll probably watch it. The Paul George one's fire. I like the JJ Redick, the old man three. Cause man, I think their knowledge is yeah. so vast. It's so much better than any commentator. You can go on ESPN right now and watch. Who can you watch right now? Who's on? I'll say Shannon. it's us. Sorry. I don't mean syndrome. Go ahead. I was just thinking like Shannon Sharp just joined Stephen A. Smith on first take. And it's I like that, actually. I think that's a good duo. I like when these players and then, they get other players on and then they just talk and they learn a little more. You kind of learn more about the culture of basketball. That's the only like sports podcast I listen to is basketball ones. Those are the best ones. I think with the, um, the difference with journalists and athletes is that journalists use a lot more speculation. Right, right. It's what um, their insights of the ends of the... Yeah. yeah. And the athletes use their experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah, so 100%. There's always that, like, and I think that's why the dynamic works when it's like mm-hmm. on television because it provides an opportunity for the people who are consuming the information yeah. right. to get both sides of why, even outside of right and wrong, outside of this is why my perspective is different from your perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But from a music perspective, man. I mean, Young Nudie Gumbo was fire. Larry tuned to be Yeah. Alchemist was really good. La Tyler, I like him. Mm-hmm. He's from Florida. He wore the he wore the brand. There's this one, I always butcher their name. It's a band. They're called Coco Roco. They have a mm-hmm. EB More album that I run to a lot. Just a lot of like jazz. Right. I Seems like a lot more summertime. Even Central C. I listen to Central C too. I'm a civilian, so I still listen to Gunna. Uh, <laughs> what did you think of that yeah, new album? I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, uh, I know it's not a popular opinion, but I liked no. it. Burner Boy just dropped a new album. It's hard not to like that album and a lot of the music you're listening right now because it's like, it's summer. It's a good time to listen to that type of music. So obviously Bad Bunny. And then mm-hmm. I just recently picked back up on the Tiny album, which is a reggaeton album, but mm-hmm. Rosalia, you know, it's like I'm everywhere. You're everywhere with it. I'm yeah. everywhere. So it really depends on the vibe, to be honest. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that's exactly what I wanted. But we're learning a little bit more about you. We're going to learn more about Bueno as a brand itself. But I want to know who's Alexander. Can you talk a little bit more about your journey being born from New York? Move growing up in Florida, being based in LA. Like, what has been your journey where, like, you are here now as a brand owner? All right. Well, long story short, <laughs> I didn't live long enough in New York as a kid for it to be ingrained in me. Mm. So I grew up in Florida in the South. Yeah. Very country rule, not mm-hmm. even suburbs. Like, it wasn't a suburb when we moved oh. there. It was just like a couple of houses. And right. Just, and then you had a land. <laughs> yeah. So, we didn't really have much around us. So I grew up spending a lot of time outside, like playing with friends, playing basketball, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, slap boxing, fishing, all type of stuff. Right. When I got the sense of streetwear and culture and fashion mm-hmm. is when we always go back to visit family. Mm. Every time we would go back, that's when I was like, when I became old enough to go out on my own. Right, right. It was more Soho, Elliot. Mm-hmm shops and moving around and then that's when i kind of discovered and like buying certain pieces and and bringing it back to florida and wearing it and people being like yo what's this what's that blah 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 and then Mm -hmm. explaining to them same thing with footwear 
going to like the outlets in Orlando back then is all we had. Yeah. You would gems mm-hmm. and finding out the story about the shoot through there because right. when it's at an outlet, you're more inclined to ask because everything is mixed together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're kind of like, yo, what's this? What's this? Why is this here? Why is that there? Right. That's the apparel co- mm-hmm. connection, long story short. And then Florida also has like a huge Caribbean, mm. Latin Caribbean, Afro-Caribbean right. backbone. Mm-hmm. So also being around my people too, being people who, around people who look like me, speak like me, interested. A lot yeah. of people migrate from New York to Florida or vice versa. Mm-hmm. There's like mm-hmm. a connection there. I don't know why. Right. It just is. <laughs> it's just there. Yeah, it's just there. Fast forward, I was working for Nike for a couple years, loved it there. I started doing some tour media management sort of oh, vibe oh. with one of my friends. He's like, yeah. a, he's a comedian, like in the Latin family comedy world. Right, right. Learned a lot through that. And that's how I ended up coming to LA so much. Mm. So I come to LA like seven times before I moved here. And I realized that that part of my life in Florida was coming to an end. Mm-hmm. I'd already did my my time in college. I realized I wasn't going to do more schooling. Yeah. Life was kind of taking me in different ways. And I knew I wanted to work in this space, but I mm-hmm. knew that home wasn't going to provide me with the platform or the opportunity necessary. Right. And it was like New York, Miami, or LA. Mm-hmm. And New York is, I tell people from New York all the time, I tell my families to like be in New York, you have to be a specific type of person. Oh, 100%. You know, yeah. looking back, I wish I would have gone there first and then come to LA because now mm-hmm. I don't, unless I'm, hey, if it happens, it happens. Unless I'm getting <laughs> stupid, stupid pain <laughs> and I go over there and convenience because New York is like you're paying for the convenience. Oh, yeah. Everything you know? is right there. All yeah. the connects, at the culture is all there. So, but LA just felt right. You know, I decided, I always say LA is like New York and Florida had a baby mm. and a happy medium. <laughs> so, and I do believe that the, sh- I don't even want to say street where just like the clothing scene, the culture is mm-hmm. having a response in LA. Right. This is the perfect time to be here. Right. It feels that there's anything that's anything streetwear, skate, sport is here. Right. So, Which is crazy because when I think about Bueno, that's all kind of mixed in with it. The way that the graphic tees and some of the figures you use, one that I really like was the Carmelo Anthony tee and stuff, you know, I I love that tee. It's like all mixed in and all kind of has this LA streetwear graphic tee kind of vibe and aesthetic to it. So is that something that you definitely like appreciated? Yeah, you know, I honestly just make what I feel like looks ill. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like subconsciously, subconsciously, being exposed to so many cities and mm-hmm. so many things has probably, to your point earlier, has given me a wide range of things to pull from. Yep. And I believe that Carmelo Anthony, and I had already known that he had done a lot of work in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And it was a perfect opportunity to capitalize with him going into the hall mm-hmm. to celebrate people and championing championing people. Because I think right. in the Latin culture, we don't do enough to prop mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Our, our heroes and those yeah. who are important to where we are, because I do believe we sit in a lot of the same rooms and are just as important as a lot of the other like minority groups. Mm-hmm. But we have to we have to tell our stories because if we yeah. don't, they get lost by the wayside and nobody else is going to tell them. So right. it's a responsibility to to take those on and make them feel important. So I love Carmelo Anthony growing up like basketball is my favorite sport. 
Oh yeah. So I grew up watching basketball day in and day out and playing every day. So I just felt like the perfect opportunity to highlight somebody who's done work in Puerto Rico and is mm-hmm. Puerto Rican basketball player. Granted he's mixed, but there's still enough space for them to still be champion in the yeah. lineup. That's an interesting thing that you just said there, like championing people. I've seen that you guys have done a lot of, it's not just Carmelo Anthony. There's so many other Hispanic figures that you have done this with. Is that something that you've, I've never thought about that, where you're kind of taking these Hispanic and Latin figures and you're kind of championing them and honoring them and their legacy in a way that's like a 90s old rat tee that defines streetwear. Because I mean, when you think of 90s vintage streetwear and rap, it's all you think about is these rap tees of these huge, these icons, you know, and the best way to idolize them is with that tee. But you're kind of doing that with these different figures in that own way. Is that something that you thought about? Yeah, I mean, I just I just also try my best to not make things overly Latino mm-hmm. because I want it to be for everyone. Yeah, and I, yeah. I use this sort of silly metaphor every time I kind of speak about the brand to people who haven't had the opportunity to speak to me yet. Because it's not only the rap tees, right? Like there are other versions that we like graphically that we used to pay homage to others, mm-hmm. like the Felipe Lopez tee, the Alfredo. Mm-hmm. But Benitez tea, like those, those styles as well. But when you eat a burrito, right, you don't bite into when you're like, man, I feel so Mexican right now. <laughs> you know, That's you're just true. like, you're just yeah. like this, is, this is just good food. This is good. This is a good food. So, I'm, I'm, I love it. I like this. I'm going to buy it again. Yep. It's dependable. And I want people to feel that way about the language that Bueno uses. It's mm. not about, obviously, the... Latin background is a huge platform for us. But first, I need it to be good. I need it to be able for everyone to consume it, not alienate anybody like, oh, that's too. So when you use those styles like the rap tea, Mm -hmm. that's something that was is in our culture, but not necessarily made for us. Right. I just want to make things that are by us before everyone. Right. Is that kind of why maybe you not? I think this looking into it. So you have it. It's bueno, but then your Instagram handle is it means good. Is that kind of something that you thought about where it's not trying to make in it how you said like overly Latin, but it's just a way where everybody can consume it no matter what. Correct. And if you don't know what bueno means now, you just learned the definition. There you go. Yeah. Like it means good. Latin people, Spanish people. They're like, nah, I know what bueno means. And I'm like, no, 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 that's uh-huh. that's the handle. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay, I get it. So, and plus it has a positive connotation. Started Absolutely. the about like six years ago. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. It was like a, the, a lot of dark androgynous and there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with it. It was just my perspective and it didn't really stick with me. It didn't correlate with me. Yeah. And at that time, like Ray Panther was very colorful. Carrots mm-hmm. was very colorful. Now, the company known as Market was very colorful. There was mm-hmm. a lot of color, like Girls Don't Cry was just starting. It was very vibrant still. A lot of color that was being injected. And I felt mm-hmm. like it was a perfect time that if I was going to start something colorful that had stories, this would be a great time to sort of like get in into this space and amplify what it is that I'm trying to do, but also create mm-hmm. a space that's welcoming for everybody. Damn, that's good. Man, okay, but before we keep talking about Bueno, I got to ask just more about you as a person in general. You kind of said the way you 
have gratitude in your life. It's like the words of the wise. That's how you kind of phrase that. How did that like come about? Is this just been always you? Yeah, I guess. I always encourage people to like live their life to the maximum and Mm -hmm. make mistakes because that's where learning comes from. Mm. There's a reason why you have a quiz before the test. There's a reason why you have tests before the midterm. There's a reason why you have midterms before the final. You have to go through things to Mm. gain an appreciation for them. Right. No, we we're not owed anything in this life. Like we get nothing for free, and time we're never gonna get back. So why not do your absolute best to unturn every single stone possible? Mm. That way, at the end of the day, you can be like, hey, you know what? I can sleep easy at night because I know I did everything that I possibly could. Mm. I I have a big fear of living with regret. I don't want to get to a certain point in my life and. Be like, damn, I wish I would have. Right, right. So I try my best to stay positive and stay Mm -hmm. grounded and use gratitude because in the same breath, your world, your outly world, and I've said this on other podcasts too, is that your outward world is going to reflect your inward self. Oh, for sure. Yeah. If you're not right here, Mm -hmm. even if good things are going on outside of here, you're going to miss it. Mm, yeah, hundred percent. Because you are not happy, you are not taking care of yourself, mm-hmm. and everybody has a different formula of what makes them feel the best version of themselves. Yeah. So part of it is leaning into that, and at least for me, my formula is going to be different from yours and from whoever's watching this. Mm-hmm. I think that the objective of what I'm trying to say is whatever that formula is for you, right. I think to be successful, one of the keys, whether it's exercise, eating healthy, going to the movies once a week, even if it's something indulgent, like not giving up ice cream, maybe Mm -hmm. that's what I used to do with your little brother, you know what I mean? Whatever. Don't rob yourself Mm -hmm. and put yourself in that space of loving yourself first and then work on other things after that, because it's going to be impossible for you to study for that test, build Mm -hmm. that, take that big meeting if you wake up and you're unhappy. Mm. So, so that's kind of I mean, where it comes. Yeah. And with the brand itself, it's all about the love. It seems like it's just such a positive and just a loving brand that you're curating. Is that just easy to do because you're just injecting the love and gratitude that you have in your own life into you your own art? Yeah. Not not always easy. No, not always easy. Not always easy. <laughs> I'm human. Right. Yeah, so, absolutely. Sometimes I make stuff that I'm like, this is not one item. Mm. This doesn't fit what the brand is. And that's why I was speaking to this earlier. I separate myself from the brand. And oh, I want yeah. the brand like to be its own thing because mm-hmm. the brand isn't like a reflection of one human. It's a reflection of many stories. Yeah. So that's that's really more so my objective within what you're asking. So mm-hmm. it does come naturally to me to create things that I enjoy, stories yeah. that I like are amazing and when they are amazing and when they're true you don't have to put them in a different light for them to create what it is that they truly are right that was interesting that you had talked about is you don't want to be the face of the brand you want it to be a place where it's yeah of course at the end of the day you have the creative control and you're the one putting all the you're putting the work into it but it's just a representation of different parts of the culture and people being able to gravitate towards it a little bit more and which is really different from a lot of brands i feel like that are coming up right now where you know i think we use sporting and rich with emily oberg as an example like that brand 
is her. It's yeah. kind of built around who she is. A lot of these other like more influencer brands are like popping up here and there. But you're kind of like doing the opposite of that right now, which is you're just growing the brand outside of who you are as a human being. And it's not done on purpose. I don't think anybody who's approaching their brand that way right. is doing something wrong. You're not. If There's there no right or wrong. Formula, yeah. If there yeah. was a formula for this, everybody would do the same formula. Because oh, yeah, know, absolutely. Who wouldn't want to yeah. use a formula that's proven, right? But right. yeah, I just think the important thing is create with what you feel is the most comfortable for you. And I did mention this previously. I guess people don't know that we had a small conversation. Out, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we keep like I'm referencing doing, that. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing a disservice to the to the other stories that I'm mm-hmm. trying to tell through the brand because it might not necessarily be my heritage, but it's yeah. still a Latin story that deserves, or a Spanish story, or an Afro Caribbean story, or any you know Colombian story, so on and so forth. But that's not mm-hmm. me. like I'm Puerto Rican. I'm learning through the brand too when I'm putting mm-hmm. these new stories out. And when I say new, it's because they're new to me. I'm mm. the fun part for me is discovering right. or learning these new facts or uh-huh. being able to talk about these like new things because I know a lot about my culture. I don't know everything, but mm-hmm. I think the unifying portion of the brand is that it's for everyone. We're not doing it in a space that's regional, mm-hmm. space that's global. So right. I want to be able to take, I'm not against taking my brand to Japan or taking my brand to Rome or we did two pop-ups in Amsterdam. Yeah, I would have never thought that that would have been a space that Latinos or a Latin brand would thrive. Yeah, here we are. Mm. So I don't want to pigeonhole myself in doing that. But I say all that to say that, again, if somebody is doing the you first approach for the brand mm-hmm. that's you i think there's plenty of space for everybody in this cool club of streetwear right enter the space if it's authentic and it's true and you feel like it's fulfilling for you then why not do it your way that was good that was good well you've had a few pop-ups now you just came back from new york from the packer one you talked about the ones in amsterdam you even had your own booth in like complex con How's that experience been where you're kind of being able to take your brand to different subsidiaries of cultures? How's that been? I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I've always wanted my own store. But yeah. you know, with the the way of retail brick and mortar climate is right now and online, right. that's why I haven't really gone away from selling to stores. Right. Because I think there's something so special about going into a shop and oh, like discovering a new brand or... Mm-hmm. You already know all the brands in there, but the people who work at the shop are your homies. Yeah. That's where you, maybe you don't go to a Foot Locker because guess what? They got white Air Forces at Foot Locker, but maybe you just <laughs> peak. you like, hey, I just want to get my forces from them because it just feels different when I buy them from there oh, versus at the mall. 100%. Yeah. So doing any pop-up activation like the homies at Packer, like the homies in Olery, or even, you know, my homegirls, Genero Neutral, mm-hmm. any shops, I'm grateful that they're even yeah. willing to use their platform to help tell and amplify the brand story. Mm-hmm. And it's just an opportunity to like meet others, you know, yeah. don't meet people. I'm, I work in front of a computer. For, I, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't go to, I don't go to a place, like, yeah. like a job to go to per se. Right. Right. So a lot of the times days can go by for me without any like real social interaction. interaction. I think the store part is super important because you get to see how people dress. 
You get to mm-hmm. hear what people think, whether mm-hmm. it's good or bad. Maybe somebody's too shy to leave a comment and say, this is my favorite brand. Or maybe somebody's right. too shy to leave a comment and say, this was whack. I like when you guys used to do X, Y, and Z. Right. But when you're in person, you get to resonate or it resonates more with people when you get to see them in person and talk to them and yeah. hear what they think. Even with the employees is is tight because these are the people who are essentially selling the product, mm-hmm. the story. Right. So if it doesn't sit well with them, when somebody comes in looking for something new, right, they're going to be like, we got this, but nah, check out this needles. It's cool, but we just got that new Stussy. It's a business at the end of the day. So you really got to take those pop-ups as a moment to thank the communities mm-hmm. and who are helping prop up your business. Because I would have never... I mean, I'm not going to say I would have never thought I always wanted to do pop-ups and stuff like that. I kind of feel right. like that could be doing a but, brand. But I think the complex cons mm-hmm. of the world are like a different experience from store branded pop-ups. Right. There's a lot of people there who are just like shopping blindly at ComplexCon. Mm-hmm. Boutique specific collaborations and pop-ups. That's more of like an intentional pull-up. Right. Right. Work the brand to do a lookbook, to do a design, mm-hmm. to staff the store differently, to find a DJ, to get a drink sponsor. You know what I mean? There's a lot more intentionality. And I'm not talking down on ComplexCon. I've done it twice. Both times have been amazing. Oh, yeah. And the reception has been great. It's just the difference of the two. Right. Because it's like ComplexCon. Yeah, ComplexCon, you're going, you're not only, not everybody's just only coming to see you. They're coming to see different shops and different people. But with these pop-ups, someone might literally just drive 30 minutes to go to this pop-up, to go and see you and to go and see like the brand. So that's, yeah, I understand the difference there. And I mean, it has to be rewarding, right? I'm not separating them. Mm. As one is better than the other. They're both just Oh, no. Yeah. For me, I enjoy both. Right. You're grateful for both. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy both opportunities. There's people that wish, there's people that want a brand that haven't even started it, that wish mm-hmm. they could be in a position. Right. You know, that Bueno's in. Mm-hmm. So it's just, yeah, just grateful for both. But yeah, they're both tight. I specifically more so like, like meeting people. Yeah. Is there a pop up event that you've appreciated the most or the one that you've loved the most? It could be like with the one with Packer or even like one of those collab ones, which I know. You guys did, what was it, the High Zobiety Adidas event? Yeah, that was tight too. Damn, that was tight. I forgot about that. <laughs> I did a, a pop-up in New York last year for Earth Day at Playground Coffee. That one was really cool because I grew up loving animals and like Earth. So yeah. it, was, it was great that we had an opportunity to like give seedlings to people and teach them how to mm. you know, grow tomatoes in their apartment. Right. Family coming from Queens and they're getting, you know, it was just, that was more like a, that one more a hit home, but they're all very special in like every way. You know, I'd never done anything in Jersey and Packers, such a historic and legendary oh. store. Mm-hmm. So to do something with them when they rarely do product, they do a lot. I mean, excuse me, like apparel, they do a lot of yeah. footwear. Mm-hmm. So to do something like that, very grateful. Even Olary doing two collabs with them, just mm-hmm. seeing the Latin community in the Netherlands is amazing. I would have never yeah. thought that that would have been the case doing complex con doing the stuff here at Henero Nutra. like i don't want to forget anyone the adidas you know like working with friends and family and then mm-hmm. i have the soccer's like my newfound love so yeah do something for world cup with mm-hmm. the Adidas 
really tight. We did a pop-up at, I used to work at Commonwealth here in LA, doing a pop-up mm-hmm. with John, who has a brand, Little Africa. That was, it's just all, like, I can't pick. You can't they're pick, all, it's all they're special. All, they're all special in their own way. You know, they're right. all different in their own way. They all have accomplished different things for me and for Bueno. So I just hope that I can continue, like, building these relationships with stores. Mm-hmm. And even one thing we haven't done is, like, a solo. Solo pop-up. Pop-up. You get a space. It's your space. You do that. So is that going to be in the pipeline? Is that something you're going to look towards in the future? I hope. I would love to do that. (laughs) I would love to do that. It has to be cost efficient. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think of it in a business way. You talked about that pop-up you you did with Playground Coffee. People are coming in. It's like a really community-based pop-up that you did there. You also have done your own community-based events before the pandemic. Like You guys had a private viewing of Disney's Coco. And even when the... And when the pandemic happened, you guys had like a 50K challenge where people like would run and you would give okay. away some. Are those things that you want to keep doing and kind of like connecting with the culture and the community surrounding you guys? Is that something that you want to look to? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we even did like a fundraiser that we gave back to New York City schools so they could, the kids themselves run the fundraiser so yeah. they can buy the things that they need for school oh okay school so that was right. like it takes a village to raise it takes a village tea so basically it's like the idea of like it takes a village to raise a child right absolutely um, yeah stuff like that is always super important like even with packer i think for me it's important to bake those things in without making them feel so obvious Right. It's like something that you're just doing to do, but it's something that speaks to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, like instead of being so outwardly with that type of thing, mm-hmm. still been doing it. It just hasn't yeah. been forefront of it. Mm-hmm. And for example, when we did the Playground Coffee pop up, 100% of the proceeds went to New York City Gardens to help keep the city green and to fill fridges in underprivileged neighborhoods. Right. But that wasn't at the forefront of it. Mm hmm. With Packard, like how you like promote it, or it's, yeah, this yeah, is the, the Packard, they donated 100% of their proceeds to the local Boys and Girls Club. So, you know, yeah, it's always important to do your best to give back. I always do my best, like, even with clothes, I try not to have I used Depop and stuff before, yes, but yes, I, yeah, I get blessed with so much mm-hmm. myself just donating more. Right. You know what? The universe is going to bless me. Like I have homies that got brands. Mm-hmm. Let me pay these forward. Even mm-hmm. sometimes new. I'm like, oh, yeah, I just donate it. It is what it is. I always like doing stuff like that. But yeah, we'll see. This year, again, I'm going to be super transparent. I'm honest with everything I do. But this year, economically, I think for the most part, a lot of businesses. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Feeling a shift. So not that I don't want to give back because clearly we have. But mm-hmm. I think I'm trying to be a little bit more cautious on how we end oh, absolutely. and yeah. be a bit more strategic with how we're spending just because mm-hmm. the economy is a little bit unpredictable right now. Mm-hmm. So, the best way is for you to see out and see out this year and be in a better state next year in the foreseeable future so that you can keep doing these things, you know, sure. saving yourself sure. and saving your energy to be able to do that. I mean, you're completely right with how the economy is going right now. Even for small businesses such as ourselves, like as retailers, it's not going to be easy to always operate the same way that we could have the past few years. But I think it's trying to get through it and trying to like just see out this year and hope it goes well. It's all we can really, it's all we can yeah, hope I- for. It will. It will. You just got to weather the storm. You know, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
<laughs> well, you talked about your designing right now for the future seasons. Is there anything that you can tease, like any sort of design style that you're going for right now? Because I feel like a lot of when I look through like Bueno, like even some of your old archives, just going through your Instagram and looking at your website, I feel like there's this inspiration from the experiences that you personally take. Some of like what you grew up with, with basketball yeah. and the culture around that and like where you grew up. I feel like it's transparent in the way that the, your clothes and your art is presented. Kind of like yeah. the design style, it's very like almost vintage kind of feel. Like, is that mm -hmm. something you're still leaning towards or are you switching it up? What's in Alexander's head right now? I'll probably say summer 24 is going to be different from that. Really? Yeah, I think we've gotten to a space where like it's kind it's time to change a little bit. Mm, mm -hmm. Sometimes change is good, you know. Yeah. Sometimes change is bad, but you gotta take risk and you see what works. Mm -hmm. So there's not anything like specific, really. I'm trying to work on a new new era collab, but that'll probably be like beginning of next year. The new ones yeah. you guys have are fire. The blue one, I love the blue one. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we probably would do some like that. In January, February. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's not really much we're thinking about Complex Con right now, but you right. Know, I'm not really too sure. Like when I do things, I want to make sure they feel better than the, what they were before. And if like mm -hmm. I can't feel better, then right. if there's not a level of progression for us. I'd rather not. Mm -hmm. Not do it if you're not going to be progressing. But that's more like a bueno thing, not a Complex Con thing. Right. Yeah, that makes um, sense. But right now we're just, I'm just focused on getting these collections out. We got holiday coming up next. Yeah. There's not really anything specific that I'm, right. this, this is, I'm trying to think, is there something? <laughs> just think about what you've been wearing, you know, maybe you've been wearing it and you don't even know. Also, you've been seeing these designs for so long. It must be yeah. a point where it's, man, I've seen this too Spring, often. We'll do like a classics collection. Mm, what's that going to look like? be like just bangers from the past. Oh, right. Brain has like grown so much mm -hmm. that a lot of people who are paying attention now with stores that are paying attention now aren't weren't around for that. Yeah. So right. we're pick a couple of like the best of the best mm. and just do like reiter new colorways of those. Mm -hmm. So that's like a pretty, pretty easy, like simple way to bring people back on maybe things that they missed. Right. But then I don't want to do it in the same color because then it takes away from the people who were there in the beginning. Right. So you got to do it in the new color so that you can differentiate. Color, so it's like, yeah, yeah you got yeah. it, but you got this one. You, know? <laughs> you like the graphic, but you didn't get the OG color of the yeah, shirt. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, to, what was that? We had, I'm trying to think, it had, there was this one shirt that I, I wish I got when we got in August, but I missed out on it. I think it was a long sleeve. I think it was from your spring collection. It had like a star on the front. It was like an orange star, man. Orange I don't know. I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you if I like. I'll send it to you because I, I remember seeing. It, I was like, man, that's a hard graphic. For this episode, I really wanted you all to be able to listen to Alexander's and I conversation because it was genuinely a fun discussion we had, and Alexander's perception of fashion and life in general was so refreshing to hear and so amazing. As we talk about Bueno and the focus, love, and energy that Alexander has put in it, it truly is amazing to see the growth the brand has had and even the gratitude Alexander has towards it all. 
from the new Summer 23 collection to the upcoming collections Bueno has in the workshop right now. It truly is exciting to see what they will produce in the forthcoming future. Bueno itself focuses on celebrating Latin culture and telling stories of different cultures and allowing those figures of the past to be celebrated now. Alexander wants Bueno to be a global brand where all Latin cultures are able to tell their stories and allow these stories to be heard by everyone. From their own iteration of rap tees with Hispanic figures doing events and pop-ups that benefit different organizations, Bueno is for the people, by the people. Alexander was just genuinely a delight to have on because of his transparency and what's going on in the fashion industry right now and how it affects him and his own personal brand. It's not easy to be a small brand owner right now, but that's the reality of us now, and Alexander continues to express how he's ready to grow the brand after all this, but has the appreciation for how far it has come already, and that truly was wonderful to hear. As we move forward now, we hear more about Alexander and how these past six years have allowed him to grow and where he sees the future going to next with Bueno and himself in general. We learn more about how Alexander wants to continue to grow as a human being first and foremost above all and how he manages to balance this all out. Well, six years being a brand owner, what's the biggest lesson you've taken out of it? Other Patience. than it's not easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Patience. Yeah no patience we all want to be further in life nobody ever like i want to be doing this where you are nobody's ever like i want to stay here you know i don't want i don't want anything to change yeah yeah if there's an opportunity for you to grow you're going to take the opportunity so Mm -hmm. this doesn't grow at the way that we always wanted to grow it doesn't do the thing that Mm -hmm. we want to do always so just like patience and don't hold it too close to your heart let it off don't think much don't overcomplicate things. The world is already complex enough. Like mm-hmm. I'm not delivering babies. I'm not doing great. <laughs> right. So I always just try to practice patience and make releases happen. Really just mm-hmm. release as much as I can when I can. Be proud be of what it is. Yeah. Be proud. I think I had shared. Nah, I think I know I shared a clip of Tyler talking about people not promoting. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Love that clip because I'm guilty of that too. Like I might release something and then it's like, well, well, on to the right. next. Instead of like being proud of your shit and pushing it forward as much as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. think, I think like another word of advice is like, yeah. push, push your shit. Don't be be proud of what the shit you make. People should mm-hmm. be like, again, yeah. like they're always posting some shit. Yes, I know. Mm-hmm. That's how it should be because there's millions of people in this world and you got to understand that your business is a business and mm-hmm. it, can be, it can become bigger than you would even imagine it being. So right. you can't get stuck in like your web of community. Like you have to understand that there's millions of people who have never seen what it is that you're doing. Mm-hmm. So you can't just stop promoting it. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know? Everyone does cool shit. And I think that's something I'm again, I'm guilty of it too. Having done this for almost about a year now, sometimes I get lost that man, I get to interview people like you all the time and all oh, people that do cool <laughs> people that do cool shit, you know, and it's like sometimes I forget that's just something amazing that we all get to do and kind of reminding yourself, man, we get to keep doing this and we get to keep doing this tomorrow and hopefully the next day, like being appreciative of that. That's something that I'm like learning. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Just trying to do the best that we can. Yeah. I wish I so I wish I had listen, maybe whoever watches this, you never set, let's do it. I need a special project. You see, look, I could have been <laughs> talking about I could have been talking about a Nike collab. I could have been talking right. about 
I could have been talking about something, but y'all ain't hitting me up. <laughs> you know, it's like the yeah. that one scene where the dude is like, yo, why you not famous? And the other dude is like, because you ain't sharing my shit. Like, yo, <laughs> like all that, go dream that all yeah. my counts. 100%. What was I going to say? Do you have a dream collab? Do you have like one company that you want to like, do you think it's Nike after working there for seven years? Yeah, it has to be. <laughs> What shoe would you want to collab on? Oh, I don't know. That's impossible. Yeah, see, that's a, yeah, see, yeah. you might know the brand, but you might not know what shoe. Yeah, I would have to really sit down with them and see what it is that they're trying to accomplish. Because mm. I know what I'm trying to accomplish, but I don't right. know necessarily like what do they, even with any, honestly, any footwear brand, if they contact us or we get in contact some way, shape, or form, I think right. it's very important to set the precedent of what are you guys trying to accomplish and does mm-hmm. that align with what we're trying to accomplish. Right. And when it does, then I think we can find a space where the footwear lives. Right. Natural. Because if you can't and you're trying to like force something, it's just not natural. Yeah. For sure. And I think that's with any collab, not even with like a big company. How do, right. how do we align? Mm-hmm. And if we don't, how can we? Mm-hmm. And then when we do that, how can we make the product reflect that? Lineage. Yeah. Yes. That's interesting. I feel like I haven't really heard that narrative. I think it's hard with how fashion is right now, where a lot of things are being pushed out the door. At the end of the day, that's just how it is. Not saying that's just the name of the culture right now. You don't really hear many people like, let's align our values and what we're trying to do first before we do anything rather than just, all right, these two big name brands, let's just do something, whatever. And then, because at the end of the day, what you said, it's then it comes out and people don't promote it. People don't have the love for it. And then, then it just washes away and it pretends like it was never there, you know? And you don't want sure. that. You can get lucky. Even a broken, even what did I say? Even a broken clock is right twice a day. Yep. Yep. So sure. Can you get lucky? And even though I don't believe if you got up there that fast that you got lucky, you put in some sort of work to get oh, there. 100%. For yeah. Conversation. Let's just use the word luck. <laughs> if you got lucky enough to be in that position. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to just squander it? Right. Yeah. You know, you want to make sure that you worked very hard to get to this point. And maybe that's not somebody's dream. Maybe they they couldn't give a shit less if they got a Reebok or, yeah. you know, they got to work on an Air Force One. Maybe that's not their passion. So I can't really speak from their perspective. I can only speak from mine. And from mm-hmm. my perspective, like I have a responsibility to myself, mm-hmm. the, brand, the people that I represent for things to be at a certain level. Right the story to be at a, at a, at a certain space that can resonate with others outside of mm-hmm. just us. Cause I feel like that's what makes a lot of collabs really good. Like I didn't come up in a time, like in, in streetwear where everybody leaned on the internet. Yeah. You very much still had to go to stores mm-hmm. to like figure things out and see new things. Right. And I think labs, and maybe it just might be that I'm turning like older. So maybe I'm like, that's like the old head of you. And I definitely don't want to be that guy. Like, <laughs> You're not there yet. You're not there I, yet. I definitely appreciate all the tools and things that are out there. But I do feel like there is credence and importance to the relationship being a real relationship and yeah. not slapping two logos on because that's why things feel so fast. Mm-hmm. It's not a marinated process. It already takes right. long enough to make something, to collab right. on something, let alone a shoe. Yeah. So I get why it can feel like volume is the key. Mm-hmm. I think if you do something a little bit more like meaningful, it'll resonate a lot more with people. 
Yeah. And open the doors for others. Cause even as like a minority, there's a different responsibility that you have, mm-hmm. fortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I true. That, especially being in Paris, not the showroom. The showroom that I'm in is very diverse. I love the people who are in there because I don't feel that way. But the re- just because you don't feel something doesn't mean that's that's not the reality, right? Our perception right. we are two different things. Absolutely. So, so when you're talking about the reality of where things are, mm-hmm. my are just now getting opportunities. Right. You know, mm-hmm. These fashion houses and all these things have been around forever. Yeah. And they're going to be around after we're gone. Mm-hmm. But that's why it's so important for you to do things the right way or right. do things your way. Not necessarily because you're scared to piss somebody off, because that's not it. It's more so like you are responsible now for the people who are coming behind you. Right. Yeah. So I really think it's tight how like the Salehis, mm-hmm. even, I'm not a bad, I mean, I'm not a J Balvin fan, but even like J Balvin's relationship, mm-hmm. Fresh Goods, even people like Emily Oberg, not my aesthetic, but I get why she's important to women. Absolutely. Hey, all those people who are getting opportunities now in these mm-hmm. spaces. It's setting the precedent for the future. Not, I understand that Emily's a white girl. Like, I get all of that, but she's still, <laughs> she, still you know, at the end of the day. She, right. And there's hasn't there's not a lot of space in a lot of businesses for women. Right, exactly. You know? So any opportunity that somebody gets, I think is amazing, but they do carry that responsibility of unfortunately you could mess it up for others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's still people in these companies down in these boardrooms that aren't do you ever feel that pressure like I want that? You want that? Even with the community events that you do, even some of the background stuff you do, like you are setting a precedent because there is going to be, there are people after us and there are going to be people that are so, I still think at the end of the day, like the Hispanic culture isn't as integrated in streetwear as it is with different cultures. So for you and especially Bueno itself, you kind of are a little bit more in the forefront, even if you might not think it. I feel like that's just how people, a lot more people perceive it. Is that something you want to keep pushing and for the foreseeable future, like making sure that you're establishing that we're not going away? This isn't something that's just like a trend. It's going to continue. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of amazing people out there behind brands that are doing great things that are Latin as well. I don't want to forget anybody because Mm -hmm. there's plenty out there, but in Mexico City, in LA, in New York is plenty of space where people are doing the same thing as me. Oh, 100%. Maybe it might be, like we spoke about before, like more regional, mm-hmm. but we all need each other. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's all like an ecosystem that's symbiotic. And without these certain companies and these certain brands, maybe one, right. maybe, maybe a store knows awake. They don't know how to get awake. Mm-hmm. But they're like, you know what? But we got the bueno. You know, we're yep. like, oh. We don't know about Bueno, but, and we don't know, but we got Paisa Boys or like, yo, we got Hermano Scumori or we got Amor Prohibido. We got, you know, whatever. They all feed off of each other. Mm -hmm. Like a brand like Kids and Immigrants, it's not Latin focus, it's immigrant focus. But that just goes to my point of we're still all symbiotic in a way, although we're not in the same vein. Mm -hmm. So it's just still. It's like all love to each other, you know? Like when they win, it helps me. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So that's why I always say there's space for everybody in this shit. I want all everybody to eat. We all got family. We all got bills. Let's all eat in our lives. Yeah. So mm-hmm. even stuff like this podcast interviews, all this stuff is part of is part of this space. Right. Mm-hmm. It's important it's like sharing. 
it's what my favorite thing is sharing your guys' experiences and sharing your guys' stories because it's, you know, at the end of the day, for us, we carry you guys. We love carrying you guys and all having your shit. And now, after this, being able to tell the story even further, right? You doing this for us, it's like now we get to help you out. We win with each other. And I feel yeah. like that's just kind of gotten lost in the past few years. Let's all just win together. Yeah. I think in part of the pandemic, too, like, hurt um, yeah. a lot of people were inside we couldn't really mm-hmm. go and find right. new things but i will say that the pandemic gave me the time that i really needed to make one away mm. really I okay was, i was always the type of person that said i need more time i don't have time i don't have time mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. if i had time oh bro trust me if i had time i got i could I do this be, yeah when the then pandemic, you got time. <laughs> yeah. Then the pandemic happened and I was like, oh shit, I don't want to be that guy mm-hmm. that said he needed time. And then he got the time. And he got all the time in the world. Yeah. And didn't take advantage of it. Right. So the pandemic really, really helped. And and honestly, being here in LA really, really helped. So yeah, I'm grateful that being now eight years in LA, the pandemic, the community that's been here has been amazing and the community all over the world has been amazing we got stores that carry us in chile now in Mm. rome amsterdam lisbon new york new jersey you know it just is new zealand australia it's just like an amazing amazing thing that i hope you know i can go back and just be like man this was worth it yeah 100 percent well, six years now. Now, hopefully another six more years of you guys. What's something that is a goal of yours for the brand itself for the next year or the foreseeable future as of now? More. I just want more special projects. Yeah. I can't, I can't necessarily say what they look like. Right. But just having that opportunity to do them. Yeah. I just want more opportunity for the brand to, to spread its wings and do, mm-hmm. excuse me, like what I believe that it can do. Oh, a hundred percent. Whether that's in sports, whether that's art, whatever, Mm -hmm. I'm just open to it. The part that makes it tricky is, and I've said this a bunch of times, is like the business aspect. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. A lot of artists struggle with being a business owner and a lot of business owners struggle being artists. So it has to make business sense at the end of the day. Yeah. Or it has to be so powerful like in the community like a donation mm-hmm. like for the foundation or something along those lines that's directly aiding others even though i know that's kind of off the beaten path of what we're talking about but yeah more special projects more amplification i don't necessarily know what the special projects looks like but i think another area of opportunity for us is growing mm. on presence so but social media is always like a tough thing to conquer Hundred percent. So much going on in the algorithms and ad space and blah blah blah. So it's always changing. It's never the yeah, same. Yeah. So that's pretty much what I'm leaning in towards is like growing our socials. Yeah. Because I do believe like our Instagram looks great, just people haven't seen it. And yeah, just special projects. I think relationships are super important. So I think our relationships through special projects, those things kind of work together. So yeah. Yeah, I think that would be a good opportunity for us. At least things that I would... What was the question? It was basically what your goals were. <laughs> and yeah, you're kind of listing them. Yeah, yeah. Those, those like as a brand, I think for me personally, yeah, Barcelona played such a big role mm. in my life at one point. That's why this lookbook is probably the one that's the most personal to me. Yep. Do you want to go back? Of course. 
But I told, my, <laughs> I told myself I got to chill. Like, I, go, I need to go other places right now. You know? like, you know, Can't I keep going back to the same place. Yeah, yeah. It's time to, you know what I'm saying? Like, move onward. But yeah, I took some photos back on my first time. And I have put two zines out before. I did a zine for a family trip that I did with some homies that I gave solely to them. Mm-hmm. Then I did about where I'm from in Kissimmee in Orlando or in Florida. And it was highlighting like my old neighborhood. And it's called We're All mm-hmm. Just From Somewhere. Mm-hmm. And that photo zine was more so rooted in how things change. And mm-hmm. I was to like capture them. Yeah. Before, like they change because nothing stays the same. Like change is the only constant. So oh, yeah. when I was taking these photos, I'm like, damn, this is not, people didn't know that they got something that I didn't think was going to be the result because things mm-hmm. didn't same when I went back. Right, right, right. So even though I put it out and it resonated with people, it wasn't necessarily what I felt like reflected the product that I wanted to create. But now that I've done just to tie it all in, I have a similar idea for Barcelona captured a very specific moment in time. And mm. I think if I have people's attention with the lookbook, it'd be a good opportunity within the next two months, maybe to release yeah. another scene solely from me for people to kind of get more of an insight of like my time there. That's good. You talked about how you grew up playing basketball. You know, yeah. what's next for you? We got to get you a pair of cleats, get you on the footy field. I done your- it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've done it. I was in a men's league last year. Oh, really? <laughs> and you know what's funny? I didn't know I was joining the league. Oh, really? <laughs> my homie was just like, yo, you watch soccer? I'm like, yeah, we talked yeah, about yeah. it. He's like, yo, you should come play. I was like, all right. And it was a practice for a team. Oh, wow. My like, uh, <laughs> I never played before. <laughs> They're like, nah, you'll get it. So I spent the whole season. Granted, I got playing time and stuff like that, too, but... Yeah, I got on the field, bought cleats, bought a team jersey. Like, Ooh, yeah, there you was, go. I need to get back though. I got a half marathon coming up in October. Mm. I think once I do that, then I'll get back to like. What are your What are your running shoes? I just picked up a pair of Hoka Mach Fives. I'm running a full in November, so I needed to pick one. Oh, you're up. close. That you're. you're I close. know. Yeah. What are, What are you running? So I'm using the Invincible Run Three. Hmm. But. Because I needed something max cushion because my knees are trash. Really? But I think since I've been running a little bit more now, I can move on to something a little less max cushion. Yeah, because I feel like the more you run, like it's going to get, yeah, you know, you'll get used to it. So I think I can, because I did the twos. Well, I had the Pegasus 28. Then I went to the Invincible 2. Now I'm at the Invincible 3. You ever have like the Planet Runners? course <laughs> so I, I still have racers and trainers here like the original ones in my crib the, the rainbow ones the ones that yep, everybody I have, wants <laughs> I, have I have the original pair here in the crib yes i love those that is nuts did people ever ask you when you're working at the alice because that was like the prime time of when everybody wanted to fly it did and people ask you like you guys got the fly it trainers of course oh that's crazy yeah, there were some that never came through but back in the day the outlets were gems dude like i bought so yeah. many amazing sneakers for an amazing price oh 100 but yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to expand my running shoe palette into like other brands i ran into some mm-hmm. people but for some reason i feel like asics asics is good Meta, I, i've ran meta speed sky too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i like those a lot you know i'm thinking about those but those are like real deal race day shoes i don't right. think i'm advanced to be no. honest 
Yeah. I'm like casual running, just yeah. getting just getting my stamina down type of thing. You know, I don't yeah, need to so, I don't need to do anything like that. <laughs> no, but I think I can go one step into something more speedier. Yeah. I should say more speedier, just something speedier. Yeah. A little um, bit like lighter. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the max cushion is cool. I use them for recovery, but on speed runs, they can be a little tough. They can be a little much. Yeah. There's like a little heel slippage. I do a runner's knot in them. Mm. But sometimes there's a little heel slippage on the three. The two didn't have it. But yeah. It's all right. That is all relative, yeah. man. Well, you're playing footy. You got basketball on you. And now you're running. Are you going to pick up other sports? You got to go straight up American football next? (laughs) No, 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 no. I mean, I really like combat sports, but I'm not going to start letting people punch me in my shit. You don't think you're about that yet? No. I love love boxing, but I would never. The thing is with combat sports, they're not something that you play. Mm, No, that's a, you're like, that's a commitment, you know? It's not something that you just put an hour and be like, I'm just going to do this for a bet. No, you can't do that. That's a whole mindset. I I need my brain. Yeah, for, yeah. For what I do for a living, so <laughs> the last thing I want to do is get my head cracked or break a leg or tear it. You know what I mean? Something. But I, I really enjoy combat sports. Like I love. I grew up watching boxing. That was my mom's favorite sport. What about Bueno boxing shorts? You gotta get into boxing, that. and then you just start making your own shorts. Yeah, I would love. That. <laughs> There's this podcast that I listen to like every day. They're raw. They're super raw. What is it? They're called the Boxing Voice. They're a boxing mm. podcast. They do like live shows every day. I think I'm really more of a fan of what they do because their work ethic. Mm. Like they do like two four hour shows every day. That's crazy. You know, they're like the MMA hour with Ariel Helwani, where mm-hmm. he out of like live stream, breaking news, interviews. They're more so like my combat. Those right. are like my combat sports. New they, side. Journal. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I've sent a product in the past. Like, mm-hmm. yo, I was a fan. Yeah. Here's here's this. Yeah. I would love to start like a sport thing. Mm. You I don't know, know what it looks like, but maybe you could do like a bueno run club. There's run clubs everywhere. So we did that. a party with uh at Brother Brother mm-hmm. Isa Boys for yeah. Ryan Garcia and Tank. Oh, yeah. A lot of people came out and had a great time. And that's another thing, too. Uh, sports is huge in L.A. It is so huge. Yeah. I, would, I, would lo- I would love to work with some son in the MLS. Oh, you know, yeah. NBA, mm-hmm. Like, I will, especially now with jerseys being like such a heavy, heavy, like player in the game right now. You know, like everybody wants a jersey of some sorts, even if it's not like right now, it's definitely like soccer slash football but like years ago it was basketball who knows what's next it's like it's gonna, i think tennis like, is right there it's right there yeah i love tennis a lot now and i think soccer is not going away anytime soon because the world cup is coming here yeah yeah so, i think it's perfect timing yeah i think for me it's just hard because we did the adidas thing already yeah so, so it's like what's we, next how do we do something that doesn't feel regressive mm, mm-hmm. so i want something to feel like as important yeah. Like on par quality. Right, right. Something in that realm. Tap in. Anybody, any any soccer clubs want to tap in? <laughs> want to tap in? Puma, Adidas, Nike, anybody want to tap in? I'm with that. A lot of those brands are like really collabing with these more culture-based brands right now. Umbro did a collab with like the Boiler Room even. That's like a thing right now. So I feel like the space and the opportunity is right there. A lot of soccer clubs are starting to hire creative directors. 
Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So that's like a good, like, oh, shit, I'll do that too. Somebody wants <laughs> <laughs> no, what, was it? what was it? Bape and Messi's new team, Inter Miami. They just did a collab. Yeah. I know Kids of Immigrants has done something with LAFC before. They did yep. a small little thing. Yeah. yeah. It's your it's turn. Like, yeah, I'm waiting. <laughs> you know, I'm here. I'm ready. You know, it's just. What, would you take LA Galaxy or LAFC now? That's the question. You know what? I'm not. Beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> just in case someone, <laughs> someone's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Beggars can't be choosers. I always say this and excuse my language, but I fuck with people who fuck with me. So oh, there you go. Yeah. Whoever hits, whoever. Yeah, hits your line. Me up. That was a fly. Whoever hits me up, let's do it. All right. Well, what's the best way for the people to find you then? That's that's going to be the question. Well, first, don't worry about finding me. Follow It Means Good. Mm-hmm. First, that's the Summer key. 23. Summer 23 collection out now. Available right now. Yep. For your Get pleasure. That. Yep. But me, Alexander Blaine on Instagram is Alexander underscore Blaine. You can follow me there. I always honestly post whatever I want. So mm-hmm. don't don't expect like some super artistic. <laughs> I, I still use kind of Instagram for like what it's meant for. Like I will post memes. I will post a screenshot of the song. There I just, you go. So there or you go. that maybe don't look that good, but it tastes good. <laughs> yeah, you can follow me there on Threads too, Ooh. X slash Twitter, whatever. You're it's on called. all of it. I'm You're on all of it. Is Threads fun? You know, in a weird way, I used Twitter a lot for a long time. Yeah, but you're transitioning. I, I kind of feel like they canceled each other out. Right. Yeah. Like it's like not as fun on either. If only they combine into one place, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Call it Twitter. Still tap in. Sometimes I throw out links early before mm-hmm. Instagram if you follow me on other stuff. So yeah, just uh, tap in. You already know what it is. Get that summer. Honestly, go look at the summer 23 collection. Yes, please do. The, the lookbook was done with so much intention. Mm-hmm. Shout out Alejandra. And without her, this whole thing wouldn't have been possible. She scouted mm-hmm. the model. She did location scouting when I came through. She was wow. like hella professional. Worked mm-hmm. outside of her agency. Got approval for them to work with me on this. So um, love. That out. yeah, just know that it was done with a lot of love and intention. And it was not easy. So I'm just glad we got to do an international lookbook. Man, it looks good, though. It looks amazing. Well, Alexander, that's all I have for you. Dude, thank you so much for doing this. I seriously appreciate it. No problem. And I hope that this was one of the best. Oh, 100%. uh, You know, (laughs) of all time. Not even even in August history. Not even just August history, just of all time. Up there with the JJ Reddick and the third old man and the three. Up yeah, they're gonna hit you up after this. They're gonna be like, Yo, you know, that guy was cool, but you're great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna have both of us on. They're gonna be like, Yeah, so you guys are gonna talk basketball. I know you none of you guys have ever played professional basketball, but uh, we're just gonna talk basketball for a bit. Come on in. I'll, I'll do it. I'll talk about I'm a Timberwolves fan, so I'll talk about Anthony Edwards for a, a couple hours. Oh man, he's next, bro. Oh, he's good. He like, looks I want him to be good so bad, like he's so likable. I wish he wasn't on the Timberwolves, no offense. Oh, no, that is so much offense taken right there. Uh, perfect. He's perfect you, on our team. What are you going to do about Carl Anthony Towns? Honestly, I, you keep him? I would want to keep him. I'd want to keep him just because we still have Gobert's contract. So it doesn't that, make that, sense. That, that's the one that hurts. It hurts so much, like, man. contract was not uh, it. It hurts so I mean, it's the contract, the trade itself. Yeah, you gave up a lot. It gave up a lot, man. 
But hey, JJ Reddick, Paul George, if you're hearing this, have me and Alexander on. We'll talk all about that. <laughs> Hit me up. Hit me up. All right. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. If you need anything from me, let me know. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. Once again, I'm your host, Andrew, and I want to thank Alexander for taking the time to speak with me today and to Sam Molnar for creating the music you heard on today's episode. This episode was about listening to those within this fashion space and having the insight from a small brand owner's perspective. So if you know anyone looking to learn more about how to create your own brand or just trying to genuinely foster a community, share with them this episode. You can find me and the shop on Instagram at Andrew Inamoto and at underscore August shop. And find August located on 414 State Street, Madison, Wisconsin, or on august-shop.com. Once again, thank you for listening to the August Forum.